Welcome to the Road Soto Podcast. The Road Soto Podcast is your entertainment podcast on the go. Your host Isaiah Cooper and Christy, and an occasional third wheel, present a variety of fun segments from offbeat news to Netflix reviews, with interludes from our sponsors and parent company, Popco Brands. Fasten your seatbelts and please listen responsibly to Road Soda. Hello and thank you for cracking another road soda, the dumbest podcast for dumb people. <laughs> On this episode, the FBI eats free, McDonald's is McMaking McMoves into McPlant based, <laughs> and the Queen's Gambit, how a poor orphan won over the world and our hearts with green vitamins. I'm Isaiah Cooper, with me is Miss Road Soda 2020, the sweater puppy princess, the heavy hanger Hungarian. That was good. Christy. Thank you so much. You don't have to tell me it's good. You, you know, know how I know? You know how I know? How do you know? <laughs> we both know. <laughs> Thank you everybody for joining us. Coming off a great episode last week with your friend, mm-hmm. Mander. Mm-hmm. How was... That was fun. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, we had a fun episode. I liked it. Me too. We, um, I mean, I learned a lot about redheads. You did. I did. I had an eye-opening experience. Um, found a soft spot. I found a soft spot. I didn't know they could use their mouth that way. <laughs> it was, um, you know, I think we all, we all learned a lot and it mm-hmm. was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad, uh, she had fun hanging out here. Now Me she's, too. Yeah. That was really great. Now she's, uh, back up. Where she belongs in the great white north. Mm-hmm. You know, where, Detroit. Where she can't burn. <laughs> right. <laughs> she spent a little too long down here. She almost evaporated. But, into um, a blister. Into one big blister. Oh, my God. That's so... I think my sister uh, got, like, some poisoning once. Mm-hmm. It's just so... Ugh. Yeah, I bet. It's rough looking. It seems rough. You, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Right? It just looks... Have you ever had blisters? No. No, yeah. I'm Hungarian. Okay. And um, what does that mean? I don't blister. Okay. I mean, I can kind of burn, but like, I don't really... I didn't know that was I'm not okay. like a big burner. Mm. I am. I know. <laughs> I'm a big... Get it when I burn. <laughs> don't worry. I will remember this. Mark it down on your tally book. Mark it down on the tally please i will thanks everybody Thank we're gonna you be so much well we talk about the queens so much fun stuff the queens what bambi sure garbage there you go the queen's gargle the queen's pushy the queen's pushy now that is a very specific chess defense <laughs> it's the only one i use it's called the the queen's chastity oh that's good Mm-hmm. You have to get the key. Mm-hmm. You have to marry the prince. Yes, of course. From Nigeria. From Nigeria. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we have a little taste of a real-life coming-to-America story. Mm-hmm. Real action-packed mm-hmm. here for episode 163. Action-packed. Action. 
What would you consider action-packed? What's your favorite action movie? Anything with Jason Statham. Are you being just joking right now? No, it's like one of my favorite actors. I love all of his movies. Mm. I, we need to tell. I would lick his butthole, for sure, without question. Greg would think you're joking. No, I'm being totally serious. But he, Greg thinks, or Greg knows that I would also lick Jason Statham's butthole. Oh, yeah. Any movie, yeah. Anything that he's in, 100%. I knew I loved you for a reason. And it it makes wa- one of us. Mm-hmm. Here, you heard it here first, everybody. She doesn't love me. That's <laughs> no. No, we heard you. Said. We heard you. We got it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. But first, how about another word from? But first, our providers. Yes. Our providers of mm-hmm. of monetary. Substance. Yes. Does your dog have a shit name like Spot or Fluffy? Do you think your dog has a cool name, but in actuality it's kind of hack, like Gizmo or Cujo? Then bring your puppy down to Pop Code Dog Namers, where we hand out only the best names for dogs. Our highly trained naming specialist will spend time with your canine to find the perfect name for your dog. Last week, we named an Italian Greyhound Pizza. Some people will say that name is hack, but we've never met a dog named Pizza, so take that. Just this morning, there was a happy customer who brought us a sad nameless dachshund and left with a happy doggo named Gravy. We don't just name dogs after foods, even though we are waiting for the perfect puppy to be named Soup. We name dogs after all kinds of things. Our non-food dog names include Dick, Ralph, Hector, Jesus, Smack, Rolade, Newport, Prince, and Homer. All perfectly good dog names that are much better than anything you would ever think of. So next time you get a puppy, bring them down to Popco Dog Namers and get a good name because you're not good at it. Popco Dog Namers. Hello, good evening, good day, top of the morning, top of the day to you. How is everyone doing out there? Christy? Great. Are you on? Are you uh, mic'd up? Do you have your... I have my temple set on. Do you have your temple set? Thank you. Good. Uh, we want. We need everybody on their shit and ready to go. First article comes to us from insider.com. Uh... Oh no, um, I've lost my place. Here we go. <clears throat> and I, I wrote bullshit. <clears throat> A Nigerian prince says he rented out an entire New York City restaurant for his first date with his now wife, who had no idea he was a royal. I like this. Yeah, me too, because this couldn't be more... Is this the is this is this Eddie Murphy? <laughs> I wish. Are you sure it's not? I like the picture. Handsome guy, huh? <laughs> Handsome devil. I like the top hat that he's got. <laughs> right. Nice gray. <clears throat> Prince Kunli. And Princess Kesha. Love it. Of Nigeria on their wedding day in two thousand six. Uh Prince 
Adekunle, Adeboyo Amalana. Nailed it. From <laughs> Arugbabua. Oh, I love that place. Me too. My mom vacationed there recently. Mine too. I think they went together. My mom was there for the memorabilia. Why was your mom? <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, ruling house in Nigeria wasn't looking for a relationship when he met his future wife 16 years ago. After all, he was in New York City on business, but when Prince Kunli saw Kieshi, Kiesha Amalana, who was standing outside the W Hotel and trying to find her way to a model casting, he felt compelled to abandon his meeting to go outside and ask for her number. This has got to be... A movie. This is a movie. It's coming to America. <laughs> right. This is coming to America. <laughs> Kunli rented out his favorite Brazilian restaurant, which has since ceased operating, for their first date a couple of weeks later. It's the kind of grand romantic gesture that you would expect from a prince. Only Kesha, is it Kesha? Kesha? Yes. Well, you're not reading it, so. It didn't load. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's K-E-I-S-H-A. I tried it a couple times. Uh-oh. It sounds like Kesha. Yeah. Had no idea who he was at the time. She probably just thought, huh, it's pretty dead in here, isn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> the restaurant told me it was going to cost a lot of money, but... I said, I don't care. Kunli uh, told Insider, I said, just get me nice rose petals on the floor. Get everything sent in a romantic way. It's going to be like a date, but I want it to feel like a proposal. So I was going to say, this is awfully big for a first date. I know, right? Well, you got to fucking go big. You're the, I'm the prince of Nigeria. <laughs> right. This isn't a scam. How do you trust that anyone's a prince of Nigeria? Find out later, I guess. Right. That would be the only way. Yeah. If Nasi came up to her, he goes, look, uh, what's your bank account number? What's your routing number? I need, to, <laughs> right. <laughs> I need to route you all this money. Kesha was taken aback by the gesture and became so nervous that she started accidentally knocking things off the table, according to Kunli. Uh, while he hadn't been looking for love, nor had he plans to reveal his royal status, he knew that she was his dream girl <laughs> hot model <laughs> the way she carried herself the kindness i was blown away it's something where you think this is going to be my wife of course um princess Kunlei and princess kiesha are now planning their royal wedding 14 years after they got married what i'm confused Princess Kesha would eventually discover that Kunle was a prince, but not only, but not until two years later when she met his mother, who called her my princess when they met. Wow. Wow. He held out for two years. It's a way to do it. Humble pie. <laughs> humble pie. Everybody humble pie. That's fucking cool. Look at them. Wow beautiful they do they do they look like chocolate gods <laughs> right that's the new movie that they're new movie chocolate gods seriously holy shit look at them wow you guys you should go look at their pictures 
It's down. Uh, it should be the first article down there in the notes. <clears throat> next up, uh, Christy, please take it away. This uh, next one comes to us from Ozark First. Woman demands free Chick-fil-A after claiming she is an FBI agent and gets arrested. Oh, how could they do her like that? She's with the FBI. <laughs> you can tell she looks like she's with the FBI. What does, I'm sorry, Christy, what does an FBI look like? Kimberly George Ragsdale, that's what. That's right. Her eyebrows, on fleek or not? Yikes. <laughs> I'll take that as a fleek. <laughs> fleek alert on the eyebrows. Free food isn't worth getting arrested over. Authorities arrested a woman in Dallas, Georgia, after she allegedly tried to convince restaurant workers that she was an FBI agent and should get free food. I mean, it does work. I've worked at restaurants. Police officers, they get a lot of free food. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy to, she's like, she could have gone to the police. Hey, I'm, 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 right. a, I'm a deputy. But she's like, mm -mm. FBI. FBI, motherfucker. <laughs> Even when police officers arrived, the woman apparently continued to claim she was a federal agent. Fucking sticking to it. <laughs> Kimberly George Ragsdale attempted to get free food from Chick-fil-A by pretending to be an FBI agent. I'm just going to repeat the same sentences again. Yep. Uh, employees were apparently not convinced and called 911 to report the woman. What do you mean they're not convinced? <laughs> Um, according to the news outlet, this is not the first time this woman has attempted to get free food and has threatened to arrest employees when they don't provide the food. Oh, man. It's a good scheme. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> what are we today? What are we, what are we today, Kimberly? Uh, CIA? <laughs> right. When officers arrived, Ragsdale reportedly continued to claim she was a federal agent. Um, she allegedly told officers that she had no identification because her credentials were electronic only. Foolproof! <laughs> you can't prove me. Oh, perfect. We'll just go look it up on the computer. Right. Uh, they placed her in handcuffs and arrested her. She reportedly pretended to talk to a supposed radio in her shirt, reporting that she was being <laughs> arrested and that the FBI needed to send someone to the Rockmart Police Department. Man. She must really need that fucking Chick-fil-A. <laughs> what an elaborate... Like, you'd think... I bet if she just asked them if she could just have a free, like, chicken sandwich... Probably not. That's not the way that works. But if she was like, I'm really down on my luck, can I just have a chicken sandwich? Like, she'd probably have better luck with that. Better luck, sure. And wouldn't be arrested for impersonating a federal agent. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Officers placed... Uh, and she's like in her shirt. Oh, oh, you got to get me down. Yeah. <laughs> Operation Operation Chicken Sandwich is a bust. Operation right. Chicken Sandwich a bust. Uh, what is the statement? There's one more paragraph. I don't think so. Oh, I already said it. It just, I just repeated the same thing and then said that she was charged with impersonating an officer. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. They fucking got in there and got it done. Uh, next up. Here we go. I just put neat. I couldn't think of what else to say, but neat. Man on spiritual journey steals deputy cruiser and credit card. Sounds about right. Spiritual journey. Sounds right. Yeah. Gainesville, Florida. Sounds about right. Also, yes. <laughs> A 20-year-old man is in jail after stealing an Alachua County deputy's cruiser from the Gainesville Regional Airport Thursday night. According to deputies, video surveillance showed Duncan Smith 
leaving the airport in the vehicle around 8.34 p.m. Around or exactly at 8.34 right. <laughs> Around would be 8.30, right? Two hours later, deputies were notified that Smith used a credit card that was in the stolen car in Columbia County. Uh, deputies caught up with Smith in Alachua County and arrested him. Deputies say Smith confessed to stealing the cruiser because he was on a spiritual journey and needed to find a way home. I like that. Where, where's home? Smith is charged with burglary, larceny, and vehicle theft. Exactly. Where is home? Yeah, where is home? Need to find a way home. How about a bus? What do you think he used his, the credit card for? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> exactly. If you need Chick-fil-A, the new, the new federal employees program, everybody gets free Chick-fil-A. Mass hoppers. This one's for you. I think you might know something about mass hoppers. Mass hoppers giving us anxiety, say Irish priests. Irish Catholic priests are being afflicted by performance anxiety during online masses because of bad reviews from mass hopping worshipers. Mm. Parishioners are pressuring priests in Ireland to install webcams and to spice up their services to attract more viewers, according to the Association of Catholic Priests. The ACP. I'm of very course, familiar with them. Of course. COVID-19 restrictions have obliged churches to move services online, prompting some worshipers to rate priests as if they were television presenters. They're hopping from mass to mass, just sampling them, he said. Priests are under huge pressure to perform. They are being marked out on their particular performances. Mm. Got to get that influencer status. Jesus. Got to get a Cardi B in there shaking her ass around. Then we get some fucking viewers. I go to that church. Well, duh. Church of ass, baby. <laughs> She's going to teach all these kids how to clean their assholes. Their hope. Yeah. Go on. Hopping. And now, another word from our sponsors. This ain't your grandpa's mass. The last mass you will ever need to zoom into. In trying to keep up with the times and dwindling online attendance, Supermass Super has ramped up the holy goodness. We have backup dancers, funny memes, fog machines, our fathers even threw out those old rags and got the new supreme drip. The kids these days aren't listening or sticking around to watch the entire Zoom service. It's hard to keep up with the twerk videos and life hacks on TikTok. That's how we came up with Supermass. The mass with ass and a whole lot more body than Christ ever had. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Host getting down with the Holy Ghost, blessed be thy name, Supermass. Every Sunday. Oh, it's your, it's your article. It's really all it is. Yeah. Some priests stopped doing online services because of sense of judgment and assessment. Oh, they don't want to be judged. The poor priest doesn't like right. being judged. <laughs> the reality is a lot of us are not performers who take to this easily. A lot of the lads are very self-conscious. We are bald, old looking, and don't speak very well. Sounds like you're in the wrong line of work. Interesting. Isn't it? 
saying it's been hurtful. It's hurtful that they don't want to. The average age of the priests in Ireland is 72. Most of them live alone and have many health problems. Now they got to work with these webcams and Skype. Unbelievable. Can't set up a Zoom meeting. The article just ends by going on. America has chosen Joe Biden. And that's how you know it's over. And that is how you know the end of the article has come. Yes. Really tearing through these news articles today. A lot of, not so much, you know, there's a lot of, not a lot of uh, interesting news out there. The the past week has really been some yep. big thing. I don't know what it is, but there's just some really yeah, big thing. Yeah, it seems like something else is going on. So, seems like there's something else going on that's really taken all the good news. Taking all the good news. Uh, here we go. The next one is Mick World. That definitely sounds like it's for you. Yep. McDonough's uh, unveils new meatless menu lined up, dubbed McPlant. Jesus Christ. That's right. Jesus Christ is exactly right. Maybe if these old Irish priests could keep up with <laughs> McDonough's, maybe they could uh, figure out how to do this shit. Fast food behemoth McDonough's will be sinking its teeth into a new market come 2021, the meatless market, that is, and they will probably crush it. We'll see. It's McDonald's. How could they not? I mean, okay. In a virtual meeting for Investors Monday, McDonald's... Oh, God. I'm going to keep burping up my McDonald's. It's getting hard. Uh, McDonald's executive said that the company is developing its very own plant-based burger. God damn. Lord have mercy. Quick, say a, say a Catholic <laughs> prayer for me, baby. How's it go? Our Father, our Lord in heaven, hell will be thy wrath. That's pretty close. Mm-hmm. In a virtual meeting for Investors Monday, McDonald's executives said the company is developing its own plant-based burger, the McPlant, which will begin testing in select markets next year. McPlant is crafted exclusively for McDonald's by McDonald's. President of the company's international business, Ian Borden, reportedly said on Monday's call per USA Today, we have created a delicious burger that will be the first menu option in a plant-based platform. I love it. It sounds like I just love the domination. I love the, the, I love the outlook of just domination from like people like, like Walmart and Amazon and McDonald's and their idea of just like, I crush everything. Domination. Yes, we will take everything. <laughs> what do you want? Plant burgers? Fuck it. We'll get plant burgers. McDonald's meatless McPlant. I don't, I think, is that really what they landed on with I the name? I not. I don't like McPlant. I know. It doesn't sound good. I'll take a McPlant. <laughs> How about a McVeggie? That's what you write. How about a Mc, let's, let's think of the better name. Mc, um... McLeaf. Mm-hmm. A leaf double. Love it. A, um, Mc, a McMeatless. No, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, no shit. They should hire me. That's so much. And I, we get better we get better results <laughs> with the McMeatless. Uh, McDonald's Meatless McPlant offers uh, offerings may be expanded in the future to include chicken sandwiches. Uh, they put it in quotations. Yeah, because it's fake chicken. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Are you trying to say that our already chicken sandwich was real chicken? 
Yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> Was it? It's always been McPlant. We haven't been using meat in decades. There's no way. How could we possibly sell hamburgers for a dollar? If it wasn't already all plants. How? It's all corn. Yes. It's all corn flavored starch. Cheese. The, the ketchup. It's all corn. Corn, 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 corn. <laughs> we have another article. Here it comes. It's flying in. Hot. <laughs> I can see it on the horizon. Please, Christy, could you catch this one? I think you're going to really love it. No, I don't like monkey news. Uh... Monkeys in Finland Zoo prefer traffic noises over nature sounds. Sounds like these are New Yorker monkeys. The concrete jungle. <laughs> You're the, so clever. The monkeys were allowed to choose between playlists of traffic noises, zen noises, nature, falling rain, and dance music. Uh, monkeys in a zoo in Finland have shown a significant preference for traffic sounds over jungle noises, researchers have found. A tunnel fitted with sensors was installed in a monkey enclosure at the zoo. In Helsinki. That's Yes, in Helsinki. This allowed the white-faced sake monkeys to choose whether they listened to a playlist of traffic noise. Okay, it's just repeating. Sounds racist. I was going to say that too. We thought they would enjoy more calming sounds such as Zen music, but actually they triggered the traffic sounds more. We're just repeating the same sentence in seven different ways. The traffic playlist was the most popular choice among the monkeys. <laughs> That's what they just said. Who also groomed themselves or each other and sometimes slept when the sounds was playing. That's a new sentence. They're like nothing. Something they did not do for any of the other noises. The zoo's research coordinator said the sounds of the road mimic some of the ways in which the animals naturally communicate. That's interesting. Yeah. She said in the wild, the animals use high-pitched hissing, squeaking, and croaking to stay in contact, <clears throat> indicating that they may hear these noises in the traffic sounds, too. The research was a part of an experiment looking into how technology can be used to improve the well-being of animals in captivity. According to the researchers, this is the first time a sound experiment has given animals full control over what they would like to listen to. They hope that these findings could allow zoos to provide extra stimuli to animals within their enclosures in the future. I get what they're saying. They want to give, give these monkeys cars. Yes. Give the monkeys cars. Uh, let the monkeys out in the city. Yes. They're most comfortable there. I would like that. Yeah. Mm. That'd be fun. New York City would be so much more fun if there was With monkeys. monkeys. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's like um, they have cities like that. Like, you know, you can go to Thailand. There's just monkeys mm -hmm. running around the cities. Yeah. They feel they seem happy. They do. Seem comfortable. Yes. They really like the noises. Yes. They prefer it over that bullshit Zen stuff. Of course. Who would like that? Right. I don't. That's what I play when I go to sleep. Traffic, traffic noises. noises. Mm -hmm. Sounds of New York City. Yes. Nothing gets me sleepier. Me too. I like using sounds of the howler monkeys. Mm -hmm. Howler monkeys in heat. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's soothing. Very. Listen, you ever heard a howler monkey doing it monkey style? No. Oh, it's something. It's something to hear. I believe you. For once. For once you believe me. This has been an excellent 
pick of news articles. I love these. These are really good. Um, that is the smooth and soothing sounds of a lying woman. <laughs> That's what that is right there. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for the news. The news that you can't live without. <laughs> the news that you yearn for because there's something else going on out there. And maybe next week we'll have... Um, Maybe next week we'll have some more better... We'll have more better news articles. More better, please. Yeah, because there's just... The news was just dominated by these... McDonald's. By McDonough's. Mm-hmm. By McDonough's. Thank you for joining us on Road Soda News. Uh, now, how about another word from our... first? Oh, man. How about... Do we Do we have any heartburn sponsors? You Dude, you've been really into the heartburn lately. Yeah, how about another word from our sponsors? Silicolin is the number one doctor-recommended stool coagulant. Polymers invented by the world-renowned Dr. Koshi Kolonapi bind the matter in your large intestines so that your movements require virtually no cleanup. Originally developed to treat anal seepage, silicolin is for anyone who desires spotless underwear and a streak-free toilet bowl. Side effects may include acute anal seepage, upset stomach, bunions, spina bifida, night terrors, night sweats, terror sweats, and a loss of sexual identity. If you are experiencing more than five seizures a day, stop use immediately. Leave toilet paper behind. Ask your doctor if silicolin is right for you. Silicolin, a Popco brand. Medieval Bishop Connoisseur. It says right here on my resume. It's the only job I've had. Not a lot of us left. <laughs> Never was a lot of us. Not a lot of medieval bishop connoisseurs. But, you know, pretty cool. Pretty cool job. If I see a medieval bishop, I can tell you the his age. <laughs> I can tell you where he bishops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably Italy. Probably. Yep. Um, I can <laughs> tell you how much. How much? How much? Exactly. <laughs> Everybody knows. What does a bishop do? Our, our Catholic lady on the streets... I think they oversee the diocese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that like um, like a regional? Is that like keto or is that like <laughs> all vegan? <clears throat> uh, fish on Fridays. Fish on Fridays. No oh, meat on Fridays. No meat on only fish. Right. So That's the, why every Catholic church has a fish fry. So the bishops are just there to make sure everyone's eating the right stuff. They oversee the diocese. They oversee the diocese, which Let's, I think is just like the regional breakup of churches. And make sure everyone's like eating a, a the right priest, diet. And then there's a monsignor, and then you can be a bishop, and yeah. I, so if there's like any issues, uh-huh. I'm sure they do more. I think there's probably like a major cathedral of the diocese, and they probably are mm-hmm. the, Sounds the exclusive. priest of that. Very exclusive. How do you become, VIP. How do you become a punisher? What kind of Punisher? I don't know. The Catholic Punisher. 
part. You tell the, the boys to be quiet. <laughs> Come here, little boy. <laughs> well, as you can hear, I'm eating French fries. I like that you put those in a container, pretending they were going to be for me. And we both knew that they were for you. That's because you didn't attack. I put them in front of you, and you have to attack. You have to get the French fries. But this is... The, this isn't about French fries right now. This is about the Millennial Book Club just fucking watching Netflix. There's no books around here. We're just watching Netflix originals. And this week, if I can roll back the tapes to last week's episode, we're talking about watching The Queen's Gambit. Yeah. And how, how should I say, peeved. Disappointed. Disappointed Christy was. Okay, guess whatever you say, Isaiah. Guess we'll watch The Queen's Gamble. <clears throat> that was you. I really wanted to watch The Tomb. The Tomb? Yeah. As a movie. <clears throat> this is the movie about tomb. the. Yeah, it's the movie about the, the pizza godfather. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> they discovered ancient writings in Egypt that changed history as we know it. And there was there was pepperonis. They drew pictures of pizzas. And they even, they had this little red ball. They, it, it showed that they actually put their hot sauce on top of the pizza. And then there was a little That's bit of That's how I know it's side. fake fucking news. That's how I know. I'm just telling there you is what no the documentary ancient fucking, said. No, you're not. No, you're not. Look, you challenged the neuropsychologists, and I am a killer. And now you're going to chart. You're going to challenge. I will challenge him. The hieroglyphic leftovers. I from will challenge him Egyptians. to an arm wrestling contest, a leg wrestling contest, and a brain wrestling contest. Ooh, don't hurt yourself. He's the only who's going to get hurt. Mister fucking glasses nerd. That's who's going to get hurt. You. Look, I don't wear glasses, and I'm not a nerd. Sometimes. And here we are. With the Queen's Gambit. Allow me to read, if if I will, from the the Netflix, um, from the Netflix. <laughs> In a 1950s orphanage, a young girl reveals an astonishing talent for chess and begins an unlikely journey to stardom while grappling with addiction. Honestly, very succinct. That's a very, right there. Nailed that's, it. Nailed it. Um, takes place, I mean, that's when she was born. I mean, the majority of the story takes place in the late 60s. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert right up top. If you haven't watched The Queen's Gambit, it's number one in the U.S. right now. On um, Number one in our hearts. And number one in our hearts. I love this. Clearly, I was very intimidated by seven hours of something that I didn't think you and I would have the time or the mental capacity to watch. And I think it was like a 36 hours. I feel like it was like two days, a day yeah, and a half that, that, that we, we finished that we, the whole that, thing. Yeah, that we watched the whole thing. Yeah. I was like, and I kept trying to put on other stuff like murder, uh -huh. which I love so much. All right. But I just always went back to the Queens. Rabbit. I wanted to get rooked. Oh, you were gonna get rooked, baby. <laughs> I was gonna chade rooks with you. There it is. Um, I, I really liked every aspect of it. I want to say so. If you haven't watched it, you should probably go watch it because we're not gonna not say the everything, like, talk about everything. 
because we you watch, probably will you usually do yeah i try to ruin everything so i just meant talk about it in depth but please continue oh, of course but i really really wanted to you also ruin everything i try to i know it's fun for me it's so easy for you as long as i'm not rosie fucking donald that right ugh, if i ever see her i'm gonna say i spit on you i won't actually do it i'll just say the words and she'll get it I like your hair, what you've done with it. It's all Thank leafed you. up top. I French braided the top. Yeah, that's nice. And Thank you. It's French braided into a little... Little bun. Little bun. I'm going to call you Little Bun from now on. We both know that's a lie. Little bun. <laughs> so, um, but we haven't talked about it at all. At all. Yeah, we really didn't. It just sucks sometimes when we don't talk about it because then I like forget all the things that right. I want to say. <clears throat> but you're much better at recalling mm-hmm. every fucking detail than I am. So I trust that you'll get me there. So one thing, very superficial, that I was thinking of, it's not as like... That you don't like redheads? Except for her. You like her. Yeah. I mean, there was a, you know, obviously the things have changed a little bit here at Road Soda. If everybody heard the PSA last week about redheads. So, you know... Yes. Everyone heard that. I definitely all, heard it and I loved it. All the good roadies out there who do their uh, road soda homework mm-hmm. and they listen to the show. I always do. Yep. Yep. I loved it. Mm, not not behind or anything and not, uh, <laughs> not, not with it. So, you know, things have changed a little bit over here and, and, you know, we all know that they don't all smell like hot dogs. And I got a feeling that the one on this show whoever she is she's a brand new actress i i i, I see a bright future for she her she hasn't been in anything else she's i guarantee she has but when networks including netflix they uh when they create a brand new series like that they try to get new talent so that when you watch it you don't tie them to something else like so you don't go oh it's so and so from something's up it's just complete empty blank slate and they get to create that new thing right there i'm gonna stick with the motto for the week and that is you're right i'm not i I said that she's not she hasn't been in in something else i'm sure she has been in but whatever it is pales compared to this i'm sure it's just like some little side thing um but I mean, everybody in there, I've, I've seen a couple of people in there. I feel like they're all very familiar. Like I've seen them like, you know, passing by and other shows and yeah, stuff. I didn't really super recognize anybody. Oh, that's the thing. That's, and that's what they try to do when they try to create something so <laughs> like blockbustery like that. Um, but I, I, something on the surface was like watching Ratched and then this, it's like the same time era. Yeah. There's only so many of those like 50s vintage cars and like costumes and stuff, especially when it's all owned by the same network. So they just have like a warehouse or they have like a list of people that own those cars and rent them to the network. I guarantee some of the same exact cars that were in Ratchet were parked on the street and and different places and being driven around in that. Like the same actual car, you know? Yeah. I like to think about that stuff. I know you do. Mm Mm-hmm. I do think there's a similar era and a similar vibe in the way that she's very stoic Mm -hmm. and this like sense of untouchable beauty and madness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I liked how, you know, in Ratchet, everything was super vibrant and colorful, even when it was very dark. Yeah. And I felt like the overall vibe was very muted in this series. The colors, everything was very, very muted. Yeah. Very dark. Muted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It wasn't so... I mean, even like 
people that were wearing bright red lipstick, their lipstick wasn't bright red. Yeah. Like everything was fucking muted. Yeah. And they, they do that in like, um, they go to coloring afterwards. Yeah. You know, that's what they, I mean. Yeah, yeah. They're like affecting things. And it, you're right. It is. It wasn't as like saturated. They used the Vivid app on yeah. Ratchet. Yeah. And um, this one was maybe like Paris or something. I was more like Paris. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> they used the Thatcher. They used the, the Paris filter on the whole <laughs> movie. Um, it's honestly like what they do, but it's more like they just can control like yeah. certain colors more. And, but yeah, it was, it got me thinking now, um, there's somebody I know and they were they keep asking me like have you been are you watching are you watching i'm like jesus what nothing just what i'm going through yeah they keep asking me like are you watching it yet and i was like no i'm probably gonna watch it they're like oh it's really great uh it's a documentary about um and they're like i'm pretty sure it's about bobby fisher (laughs) but they just changed what are you talking about the Queen's Gambit? Yeah, let me finish. Just let me... You'll you'll, you'll, you'll know where I'm taking you when we get there, but okay. just try not to jump ahead. Uh, they're like... So it's like a doc... This is the person they keep telling me this stuff, right? Hey, you been watching? And they're like, they're like, I'm on like third or fourth episode. It's really good. They're like, I'm pretty sure it's about Bobby Fischer, but they made it made him a girl and then like changed everybody's name. You know, I don't know who Bobby Fischer is. Bobby Fischer um, is the most famous chess prodigy to ever exist okay um he was they made a movie about him i think it was like finding bobby or like something like that is this what you discovered last night that you said no okay no this that's that's something else and i'll I'll let you know that in a second um but uh fisher yeah so bobby fisher he actually died just in 2008 uh was a chess prodigy at the age of 13 he won games which was uh, which was debuted the game of the century at age 14 he became the youngest ever u.s champion and at 15 he became both the youngest grandmaster up to that time and the youngest candidate for the world championship at age 20 championship but, you said championship that's that's what it is um <laughs> but yeah he uh let's see um, but he, he's just like the this world famous yeah. chess player um, because he was a prodigy. You know, anytime maybe anytime was the it kids, by the age of thirteen or fourteen, something like that. Yeah, right huh. in that ballpark, thirteen huh. to fifteen was really when he was doing his crazy. <laughs> and he stuff. was a a prodigy. That's what they call that. Yeah, interesting enough. Interesting enough. Um, funny thing is, prodigies just turn into adults. That's like probably my favorite thing about prodigies is they just turn into adults they just i mean i don't know if i feel that way but i know but it uh i'd feel that way and i think it's great because they like they they have uh yeah but just, that like never goes away and once they you're an adult greater um sometimes sometimes they just turn into adults and then they end up in a in a pool of other adults that are pretty much at their same level like they never like they are they do have a really great rise but then i mean bobby fisher <laughs> wasn't isn't the best in the world like he was really good and the youngest but at the highest level of like chess players the best chess player to like ever live is magnus whatever he's still alive he's like this fucking norwegian guy right um but he wasn't a chess prodigy he was just he's just and he, but he's still like younger um anyway so he's telling me all this and uh i'm like i don't 
I was like, I haven't seen it yet, but I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not a documentary. And he goes, no, no, no it's a documentary. I'm like, ah, it seems like a drama. No, no, it's a documentary. And um, he's like, I'm pretty sure it's, you know, they changed the main character to Bobby. It's not, it's not a female. I mean, they, it's about Bobby Fisher, but they changed it to a male, right? To a female. They, yeah, they changed it to a female to like, you know, uh, just to make it a different yeah. story. And then they have all the people's names, but you know, all the matches that he played, but they're just like different. They changed the names of these people, yeah. but it's like the same thing. And I'm like, uh, you know, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, that was like one of the first things I feel like I Googled was mm-hmm. just to see if this was like based on a real story or something. Yeah. And not to say that I did a bunch of research and I'm sure that it's not, but usually when that happens, it's like one of the first things that comes up. It's yeah, like, this is a real person. And yes. I did. That's always what I do. The second I finish anything in its entirety, whether it's a movie or a series, is I start Googling it so I can like get all the questions I have answered, whether it's about the actors or the story or anything. Yeah. And that was one of the first things I did. And there was absolutely nothing that came no. up about who it was based on. No. It's just a book. Yeah. It was it was, based, that's what it said. Based, based on, based on, on a novel. novel. Yeah. yeah. Um, I... I could guess who this person is. No, you can't. I've never talked about this person. Um, you know what my first guess was. Greg? No. Why not? I don't feel like that's... Was it Justin? No. Michael well, Jordan. Michael Jordan? Yeah. What, Pat? Yeah. No, no, no. Pat's like a... He's a, he's a fucking genius. I know, <laughs> No, I know. That's why I was like... That doesn't make any sense. Um... Just a real quick break. And we're black. Well, one of us is. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was just interesting. I, I mean, uh, but it's not. You're right. It's not based on anything. No, it's yeah. based off a novel. Um, I fucking loved it. Yeah, I really did, too. You know what I couldn't help but thinking about the entire time I'm watching it? That you want a Quaalude? Is that what? I don't think those were Quaaludes. Well, that's what you said right when they came on. Really? Yeah. You're like, oh, Quaaludes. I did? Yeah. I don't think I did. Are you sure? You're, you're right. Are you sure? Oh, I believe you, but I just don't feel like that. I, I feel was like, like the majority, there's a lot of stuff you say, especially when you're like being funny. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, remember that one time? And then I tell you this whole story of what you said or did. And you're like, <laughs> I did that? I don't remember. Yeah. So I yeah. Was, that's. I think it was one of those. You're things. right, though. I Most of the things that I say when I'm. I don't. It's just out. It's just, yeah. I'm not there. Um, yeah, that was like the first thing you said. Well, yes. And those fucking, yeah, those. I, vitamins. Those vitamins. I really liked the incorporation of that struggle because other than that, um, like, you know, of course her entire struggle is internal. There's no, there is like her external struggle is this this Russian guy that she's going to beat. But even in beating him, it's more of overcoming herself to beat yeah. this man. I feel like they identified it eventually, but I don't, as much as it was just like this look or struggle with addiction or a past or whatever, I feel like it really just drives home that <clears throat> genius with genius comes madness. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. just like, I think for, that's why I'm so crazy. <clears throat> I think <laughs> um, especially with like chess and this completely intellectual game mm-hmm. and so intelligent and well I think there's a lot of different adjectives you could use to describe somebody 
that is really good at that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that sort of mental stimulation or like a brain that never sleeps absolutely comes this sense of mad. You know what I mean? I just feel like the characteristics of somebody that would be like, I could, it just makes sense yeah. to be a prodigy like that. Which I thought, and I don't think they really addressed that till later when Harry was started being worried about her and told her that that novel he read about that Murphy guy, that she reminds him a lot of him. Yeah. He's like, you know, because he was so paranoid and so ECD, OCD, and he was such a genius, but that comes with this level of madness that yeah. is dark. And they had like a very similar playing style too. Right. Um, which is, it's so interesting. So um, that's something I really wanted to like, because there's this just really interesting trivia about like chess and whatnot. And um, I know how to play chess. And I was uh, like in elementary school, I was on like some weird chess team or something. Of but like, it was, it's learning that at the highest levels of the chess game, uh, like these grandmasters, the people that are winning these world championships, it has it's it's just a memorization game yeah 100 percent. once it gets once you're playing at, at at these high levels it's um because you notice in the in you know and i looked this up uh right after the, we finished watching the show but i was like what did chess players think about the show because i feel like not being like a i'm like a yeah that's a good i'm thing. not like yeah. a chess player but <clears throat> i felt like i was like i feel like they really really did a good job portraying chess and I and that was the general consensus consensus that I saw online was like people were like this is like the a chess movie or show that's actually did a really good job that's what I thought I was like I knew we were going to talk about it or even when we first sat down I was thinking about like I know I love it a lot but what is something that I don't like about it? like what could I say that was negative was it yeah. something about the way that it was shot whatever whatever and it was like the only thing I could think of which is also something I was thinking while I was watching it was these scenes of them going back and forth in their plays or whatever was just ended up getting so drawn out that there were some times where I'm like, Jesus, fuck it. Like, I wonder how many minutes of this fucking show is these people thinking and moving and thinking and moving. Right. But I also thought, I bet you to somebody that loves the game is was just like a really important piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like they got it or understood or it was useful. Because you know what I mean? Sometimes there's even whether it's like a horror film, like that one fucking haunting of blind manor like blind manor show that i was watching they they work so hard or take so much time on either building these relationships or it's like they're walking down a scary hallway and how fucking long are we gonna make this shot of them just like anxiously walking down the hallway and you're like on with it already do yeah. you know what i mean it's the build of suspense yeah but I, I just felt that was like the only thing yeah and i'm not even saying it in a negative way necessarily that it was like upsetting or that I think yeah. it's a negative thing, but I did recognize. Right. And I thought it would and be I'm, appreciated by people maybe that play chess, but yeah. not so much to us. I mean, I agree. <clears throat> I agree that it, it was, um, there were moments like when they were just moving these chess pieces, but I, I got that even somebody who has no idea what the moves they're making or anything, I'm like, you know, it does, it is for the sake of the suspense. Like, it's almost like they're trying to work in the people that don't know how to play chess so that even if i don't know how to play chess i'm still feeling like on the edge because it's like yeah but fucking... I, I still feel like it was <clears throat> drawn out <clears throat> yeah. like they, they just did it for a longer time than necessary other than maybe that's the only way to portray that some of those fucking games take five hours yeah. so why are you gonna act like it's this quick game and done and over 
when really it's just this like jesus christ when is this going to end and they're still super intense into every move that they're making Mm -hmm. so like i get it but that was just one of the only things i really noticed but yeah and and um i noticed that too i noticed that too and it's but i learned a while back there's this guy named darren brown he's a what they call a mentalist mm-hmm. you know but he's one of those dope mentalists who basically just use it to prove like so dope i like that stuff i don't like the people that i was just making funny using the word dope i don't like doing. the people that are like the long island medium that sit down in front of a bunch of people and they try i'm i'm getting a call from somebody named uh michael a uh, michael and then like three people raise their hand and they just fucking keep doing it like it's, First of all, it's those people, and then there's Darren Brown who knows all that same stuff. But then he goes, "This person isn't talking to any. It's all just we. It's just a mental thing. Like it's it's psychology. There's no fucking magic. To, that's what I like. I like the guy that comes in and goes, "This is all bullshit, and this is how. And, and I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna do it right now. And uh, but he's got. He did this one stunt where he uh, played. Um, I think it was like. 12 people in chess he's like i'm not a chess player but he did in the show they did it a couple times where you have like a group of people all sitting around you and you could walk around and play each one each person in chess <clears throat> well uh he did that and he won like uh and and like a bunch of them were grandmasters right or not grandma they were like masters they were not like for this they got what they could for the show but they were right. like really professional um but he won like 80 percent of the matches and um it was really interesting because at the end he explains how he did it and you're like, Oh, that makes perfect sense. Right. So what he does is he just goes around, he makes the first move and then, and on the second move, he just takes person one's move and copies it over here to person two. And then he takes their move and he copies. So basically he was just like the go between and everyone in the room was playing each other. Right. <laughs> Which is pretty fucking fascinating. And yeah, in itself. In itself. I think it's... Um, but he also... Uh, I don't remember if it was there that I learned it or, or another point. But every single move, you know, when they're sitting there playing the game and they're writing down all their moves, um, every move in ranked chess matches is logged since, like, as, as since like the Federation... Yeah, that makes sense, been. though, because just to remove any question... Of what happens, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and they're they're all completely <clears throat> logged, not just for the player themselves, but for like the purpose of everybody, and every move, up until like the, I can't remember what it's called. I there's a it's like up until end game, which is like the checkmate. End game is like the last four or five moves of the game, and I think it's like thirty, like the. 30 something move but everything up until that point every single move has been done and by the greatest chess masters alive is memorized so there's it's not even a new game until you get to the 30th move and then everything after that is a new game yeah I but remember up you in, me yeah that. and then up and which is so fucking fascinating but that's when it becomes really disenchanting to me and i'm like oh so the whole thing is literally just a memorization game like they just have they go here they're like 
okay, in 1975, yeah, think- so-and-so was in this move. They made this play, this play, this play, and I'm going to make this play. And then, they, and then, okay, in 1976, this it's like they have every fucking, it's just Yeah, but I think that's like the brilliance of it all is that there's all of these moves that you can memorize. But I think based on what some what the other person's playing, and then these different levels of attack and so much thinking ahead. Yeah. That I think, yeah, you're, you know, those masters are people that have this, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Memory, where you can recall stuff. What is it? Photographic memory. Thank you. That, you know what I mean? So they have all this in their fucking bank. And then based on whatever's happening, that's what they're pulling out. And I think yeah. that's fucking brilliant. It is brilliant. Um, it doesn't really like take away from anything for me. I just think that's I think so brilliant. You're right. It, it takes away from what I thought it was, but it, it it's fascinating and amazing in its own right. So from what I think it is, is just like these people playing. Yeah, but people still develop their own style. So I don't think it's just like right. this textbook All right. re- recalling of moves. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, up until <laughs> that point. Um, it is, you know, just like the every, of course, everyone has like they have all these different like the Sicilian defense, the Sicilian, <laughs> use the Sicilian. It's just, it is very, very <clears throat> fascinating. Um, and something I think, um, uh, the as far as the memory thing goes, just about everybody has the capacity to have that level of memorization. And you think I would just make a claim? Strongly disagree. Strongly agree. Uh, and there's <laughs> there's ways and techniques to do it. There's um, you would use what they call a memory palace, and with a memory palace, especially with something as rigid as a um, a chessboard, you could literally memorize such an, an insane amount of mem- uh, such an insane amount of of um, data. Just, I, I mean, I don't know exactly how to build a memory palace, but it's this, it's a thought exercise where you're, it's like you're attaching mental things to like this. It's, it's fucking confusing. It sounds confusing, but when you do it, it's actually not. And it's a really um, insane way of memorizing an insane amount of shit relatively quickly. And, yeah. and anybody can do it because it's like there's, there's entire, uh, cultures like the Aborigines of Australia, like their entire culture is all spoken. There is no written language. It's all just a. There's no. Um, there was a written language recently, but all of their history is oral, and all that history is is memory palaces of just this insane amount of memory, insane amount of information, and logged in all these stories. Um, and then there's books on how to do that kind of stuff, and it's actually. And now, another word from our sponsors. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Green Vitamins. From the makers of Silicolin comes Green Vitamins. Is the stress of life getting you down? Is your tranquility running on low? Then revitalize with Green Vitamins. Unlike brown vitamins, green ones make you feel at ease and peace with your surroundings. Many say it's best to save them for bedtime so they don't turn off right when you need them to turn on. Green vitamins will bring you complete serenity even in the most chaotic of times. So if you're an abandoned orphan or your husband left you for a whore in Denver, 
Take green vitamins and feel at ease today. Side effects may include dizziness, blurred vision, fogginess. Some have even reported hallucinations and cases of extreme mental abilities. Green vitamins for peace of mind. It sounds very daunting and it sounds like something that's like, oh, people are like, I have such a shit memory, I could never do that. But it's not, it's not just fucking brunt memorization. There's like, there's this, this technique that allows you to really, really memorize like a lot of shit really easily. Agreed. But yeah. you couldn't do it because you have a shit memory and you can't, There's a you can't. Yep. I get what you're saying. You can't do it though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you just have a bad memory, so you can't. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying, right? No. I just don't. I think it's just a skill set. <clears throat> I think it's uh, a learned skill set. I believe it's a, learn, a learned skill set. I don't just think it is. I believe and I know it is. Just like most things. Just like most things. There's, there's always, like, I'm holding up a very small amount of thing. There's always this much talent and then this much, like, honing of a skill, like, practice. And uh, that's what, yeah. It's not something I'm gonna run out and do, or I have like the the draw to build a memory palace and and memorize ten thousand little knickknacks. But there's books on how to do it, and uh, it's easier than people think it is. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But please, I want to hear your opinion. I loved the show. I thought it was so good. Mm -hmm. Did you ever look up um, the best female chess players in the world? I have not. Why not? I don't know. Did you? Yes. And? Well, the fur. I think it's the number one, number three, and number four chess players in the world. They're sisters. Oh, that's really cool. And they're Hungarian. I figured you were going to say that. Israeli Hungarian. My, my, my. Mm -hmm. S small tits. <laughs> so I don't know how. And what's, what's really interesting is one of them, there's a, like a little apostrophe over her, her name, which is, doesn't make any sense because they all have the same exact last name, but there's, hers is like what spelled different? Best female chess players. My family did that though. I have a Hungarian name and they added a letter to it. So if you go back in my family tree, a lot of them are Zelna and a lot of Right. Them. So do you see how Judith Polgar, there's the P O L G A mm -hmm. with the apostrophe, and then her sister is just, there's just, and then her sister. Oh, yeah. They're spelling, they're all sisters. They're spelling it different because I, I looked it up. Uh, it says right here parents, siblings are. Susan and Sophia. So Susan and Sophia. Mm, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Judette Polger is a Hungarian chess player. She's generally considered the strongest female chess player of all time. Um, and then what's weird is one of them, only Sophia does it say that she's uh, Hungarian and Israeli. So maybe they have different dads. Yeah. Uh, Sophia, born November 2nd, 1974, is a Hungarian-Israeli chess player, teacher, and artist. She is a former chess prodigy. She holds the five titles 
of international masters, women grandmaster, and is the middle sister of grandmaster Susan and Judith. Wow, interesting stuff, huh? It's like the it's like the Dixie Chicks if they were nerds. <laughs> They're actually not like ugly people, you know. You think a bunch of chess players would be fucking total dweeb nerds? <laughs> Look at the same forehead as you. A five head. That's not what I said. The Zelinas, we have large foreheads. We call it the ridge. Because the eyebrow bones stick out pretty far, too. Mm-hmm. That is very ridge-like. This is on Pinterest. See, look, they're not, they're not bad-looking people. Look, that could be, that could be you back in the... <laughs> back in, in your middle school years, huh? Looks like uh looks like my sister. Yeah. Now does your sister have a more or less greasy forehead than this lady? <laughs> <laughs> I think my sister looks more like my mom. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Crazy stuff. My people. Yep. No, my people. Look. You're right. I know. Half Israeli. I'm not Israeli. And something tells me they're not Israeli either. So how would you rate it? What do you think? Wait, so you've never, you don't know how to play chess? No. <clears throat> I dated somebody that tried to teach me one time, but... They were like into playing sucked. it? Yeah. Um, Josh, my ex-boyfriend, I've talked about him before, was just... Just love talking about Josh. No, fuck that. Um, no, he was just had like a random exceptional skill set. Um, and I've never seen anybody play pool like him before. And he would just, it was really impressive. And he would try and teach me in the way that he would look at things and angles. And I thought it was, I just thought it was beautiful. When you like, when you see the way somebody's mind works like that, you know what I mean? When they're good at something that you're not, it's impressive. And he also played chess and really liked it and would just talk about it a lot. And I think he tried to teach me it once or twice, <clears throat> but probably it's not the best teacher. Mm, probably. Well, most of those people aren't. Yeah. Um, that, that is often, that is very often just because their minds, a lot of these people that are so exceptional, their minds are, uh, they can't communicate it. Because they can't understand how anyone's mind functions differently That's what than he, their so own. He, yeah, he would try and explain to me the way that he looks at a pool table. And you know what I mean? Like after you break, what he sees and why he plays the way that he does. And they're just like taking you on this ride or trying to like show you the way that their brain works. And you're fascinated by it, but you're like not really following. So then he just used to, we like created this little fucking system where he would like put his fingers different places and I would know what it meant. And none of it made sense. I'm like, why am I going to do that? And he's like, just fucking hurt her. Then I would do it. And it worked every time. It was mm. crazy. I'd beat his ass in pool. I bet you would, babe. I know I would. I, I know you would. I'm an exceptional pool player. I've never seen it. That's because we don't go drinking. That's because we're, it's COVID. Not anymore. Not in Florida. I don't know if you've, <laughs> right? I don't know if you've been here in Florida. But um, I'm going to put that out to everybody out there. Everybody that knows me knows. What do they know? Oh, I thought you knew me. I thought you knew me, but you don't know me. You're a funny guy. 
that and a really shitty pool player you think i would just say that and not uh, be able to back it up <laughs> we'll see <laughs> we'll see out of all the things that i've ever told you have would i have 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 any of them not been the thing that i've said no you're usually more a bit humble you don't really say things that you're good at <clears throat> or things that are like hallmark traits about you you don't say them they're usually like and then i end up finding out i'm like jesus you're really good at that and i'm like ha yeah i just never know mm-hmm. it just shows how good i am at pool <clears throat> I believe you. I fucking hate playing pool. Her words say one thing and her face expresses another. Guys, I would love to hear what everyone has to say about the Queen's Bambi. What did you think? (laughs) You're so dumb. Was it good? Was it bad? Was it a documentary? Was it sad? Definitely a documentary. Definitely a documentary about... We just ended up talking about chess and nothing about the show. Well, it's because there's not a lot. Like, I, when I was watching the show, I couldn't help but think anime. Of course. Well, anime. <laughs> well, I tried, what? You did? Right. Well, I said that at the beginning. I was trying to lead you into that at the beginning, and you didn't jump on it. So don't act surprised now. Like, you knew I was going to say that. Because <laughs> let's rewind the tape back to the beginning of our segment here. And I was like, you know what? I kept thinking. And you said, I I'll probably know. cut you off. Yeah, probably. Per use. Something f- fucking stupid. <laughs> It's the I felt this this story, these types of stories are the are my favorite and they're told in such a brilliant manner on uh, in anime. It's why I'm so drawn to anime because that's I know where to go to find it. Like otherwise I'm gonna be searching through every fucking you know Netflix show or stupid show trying to find a story that is like this it's somebody who is um, of maybe some sort of exceptional talent but then has to work very very because that's that's my favorite thing my favorite thing is the realistic aspect of not only was I just like gifted mathematically but I was obsessed I was obsessed I would dream about this shit I would stay up late at night fucking you know just playing these games again and again in my head i would study every waking moment there are people out drinking i would be reading fucking chess books and that aspect of talent is is like this backstage behind the scenes to everybody nobody sees that so whenever anytime somebody sees like fucking a michael jordan or someone they think it just comes so easily nothing ever comes easily to any of these fucking people they're obsessed with it and that obsession makes it seem easy because they, they're not bitching about going to practice they, they love going to practice I, I can't I, I can't wait to go to practice and do this fucking thing every day and and because there's not there isn't this narrative being painted of 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 how hard the work is, it looks like it just, they woke up one day and the thing was there. And it's never, like, the work behind it is something that I fucking love and I love when a story depicts that well and they overcome not just the external obstacles of the shit that's in front of them, like uh, this player, this player, this player, but it's also their internal struggles. Like, I'm a young girl growing up in this in this world, trying like w- without my fucking parents. All the people I love keep fucking dying. I have nobody. I'm now like you know spiraling into these fucking drugs, and I'm coming out on top uh, at the other end through sheer you know will and diligence and like love for what I'm fucking doing. And 
I fucking love that. I love every every fucking aspect of that. I love it so much. Those stories are my favorite. And I don't know. Um, and there's not a lot of it. There's like when it comes to le- like live TV drama on like Netflix and stuff. It's like I don't know. There's not that. There's not a lot of that. That's why I gotta watch anime. <laughs> so what were you gonna say? What were you trying to interrupt with? I just kind of disagree. I think a lot of those things are not hard are not hard for people. I think that there's this natural God-given talent that doesn't make sense. It's this level of understanding when somebody introduces you to this sport or this game or whatever it is, and they put you in front of it. And for whatever reason, there's this thing that just fucking connects for you and it makes sense. And you're really good at it right off rip. And it becomes this obsession because it feels good because you love it and you are good at it. That You just want to get better and better and better and better yes. and better and master it. But it's not like this. I, just, I think there's just a lot. Of- so you're, you're so you're that's exactly what I just said. I said there's an at the beginning there is this you have like the her mathematics skill you she has a thing ahead but that's not all it was and it's, that's not all it ever is ever 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 there's talent gets you n- almost nowhere without that obsession like because that because you had that talent you fall in love with it because it came easy to you at the beginning but the work that you put in isn't doesn't look like work and that's where people look at it and they go Oh, well, it's easy for them. Yeah, it's easy for them because they love it and it doesn't look like work. Whereas there's this guy on the other side of the court and for him it's work and he's bitching about going to practice and he's talking about all the time how much time he spends doing it. Where the other guy, it it just seems magical. It seems like this innate talent that was just gifted to him. And yet at the beginning there was a seed. He was given a special seed, but without that obsession and without the hours put into the gym, doing it over and over and over again his talent's not going to make him a chance just the just the just having that little edge doesn't make you the greatest it can having that little edge on top of the obsession and the work ethic that's what makes you the greatest but the, it's never just oh i'm magically good at it now i'm just going to go home and watch tv and when the fucking game's ready i'm going to go out there and i'm gonna fucking crush it i mean there are a very 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 few very few people in a very few situations, but they're not like physical sports. They're they're never like it, it, those people are so few and far between. And even those people don't their their stars burn bright and fast and just come and go. Yeah, and they're they're <clears throat> because that's not it's not how it works. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, I love that. I love those stories of obsession. Yeah. Stories of, of obsession, I think, is a really my favorite way of putting it. I have these nose hairs that are tickling my nose so bad right <laughs> now. And it's making it hard to, like, talk. So did you pick out something for next week? Yeah. What would you write this show? Must watch. Binge it. Absolutely. Everybody, go binge the Queen's garbage. That's it. Go and watch one. Go binge it right now. Tell us what you think. You can write into roadsodamail at gmail.com or you can call into 706 200 1213. Leave a message on the air. Leave a message on the the calling machine and then we'll play it right here. Tell us what you thought. Tell us, tell us what you think. Um, and, you know, we'll read it. But next week, you're going to want to do your homework. 
You're gonna want you're gonna want to watch the the book club assignment so that we can all come back here and have a nice fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Next week on the Millennial Book Club is Secrets of the Sakara Tomb. <laughs> you're such a douche. After unearthing a tomb that had been untouched for four thousand four hundred years, Egyptian archaeologists attempt to decipher the history of the extraordinary find. In Secrets of the Sakura Tomb. Sakura. <laughs> I didn't know um, that word, so it's S A Q Q A R A. I think it's Sakara. Sakara. I'm pretty sure. But I, I could thought be wrong. there always had to be a U after a Q, but they just put another Q. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, these Egyptians. Idiot Egyptians. Idiot Egyptians. What the fuck do they know? Not so smart after all. They'd still be here, huh? Am I right? I mean, they're, they're still here. Are they? Yeah. The ones that built the pyramids, they're still hanging around? Nope, you're right. Where are they? Well, they probably died, babe. Yeah, they died. You know why? Because they're not that like smart. thousands of years ago. No, they're not that smart. I thought they were gods. You know who built the pyramids? Aliens. The Jews. We did. You're welcome. Thank you so much. That's what we're gonna find out. The Sakara tomb is just a is just a guy named Gary Finkelstein. How about a word from our sponsors so you can fix your nose hairs? How about another word from our sponsors? This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Roomba Mate. Your Roomba cleans up your beard shavings, but does it turn on the TV too loudly at night? Roomba Mate does. You're a lonely man living in a one-bedroom apartment, but not anymore. With Roomba Mate, you get all the comforts of a roommate with none of the human part. I've lived alone for years and always missed the little things about having to live with someone else. So I got the Roomba Mate, and now I just can't sleep unless reruns of Cheers are playing too loudly at 3 a.m. Roomba Mate will leave out dirty dishes, place foreign pubes on your soap, and will even eat little bits of food in hopes you don't notice, all while still barely vacuuming the house. The only thing it can't do is pay the rent. Roomba Mate from Popco. Ooh, good to get that out. <laughs> and uh, just like this episode, just like that fart, it's all over. And, I think um, it's like the third time I've whistled today. In big whistler. Can you only whistle inwards? Well, I was out. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Sounded like it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what they say about those Hungarians? They can they, only whistle inwards. And they don't burn. <laughs> they don't burn. Um, I learned that Christy is a master chess player. Mm-hmm. I learned that she's also super good at pool. She loves pool. I do. I love it so much. It's like one of my favorite things. All she thinks about is playing pool. Sure. And she's almost as good at pool as she is at um, eyebrows. So close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. You know what I think? 
What? I think you're phoning this one in, Christy. Phoning it in? I think you're phoning this whole... Is this is this whole thing just a joke to you? No. Is that what's going on here? No, I take it so seriously. Yeah? Yeah, of course. Is that why you're texting right now? I'm not texting. You're texting right now? I'm texting your best friend's girlfriend. You're texting right this moment. Well, I have friends. But I'm right here. What are you talking about? You have friends. Maybe You're not you should to be nicer. Friends. You're not allowed to have any friends. I've been told that before. Isn't that crazy? They always just people makes, are so weird. People are weird. Makes me. It just always makes me think of those episodes of Mori Povich, where the guys like the girl comes out. And she's like, he has, uh, he locks the doors from the outside, and when he goes to work, I'm I have to sit inside all day long, and there's bars on the window. I wonder if we could count how many times you've burped gulped or like suppressed some sort of acid reflux in this episode how or if we could like count how often it was like how many seconds yeah if it was just like a soup like a once every three to four seconds probably do you think it like it was, yeah <laughs> it was the whole time <laughs> that's right quality <laughs> If we could just have a super cut of all of that, just in like the at the very end, is just a. If we just take out every other sound except the ones that you've made like that throughout the show, it's probably still be almost the same length of show. Probably fifty fifty for sure. For yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. You know what they say? Don't eat McDonald's before you record road sodas. It's like your favorite thing to do before you record. It's just because it's there. It's on the way. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I gotta keep you fed. I gotta keep you fed. Mm, yep. Cause if I don't, you want a fist fight. You know me. I do know you. And this you, has been fun. And you punch hard. This has been so much fun. One of my favorite episodes. Good for thing sure, you're. Good thing you're books. so good at makeup. Because Cause... it really covers up my black eyes really well. <laughs> I feel perfectly comfortable and safe going to work, <laughs> knowing that my secrets are my secrets. Some people probably don't think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're not such an abuser. This this show ain't for those people. No, but they listen. Mm-hmm. There's other shows out there. There's other podcasts in the sea. And nope, uh, this is the only. One. You're right. That's right. This is the only fucking podcast that anybody should ever be listening to. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this show. Hope you watch The Secrets of the Saqqara Tomb for next week's Millennial Book Club. Y'all dodged a bullet. We almost watched an anime this week. Oh, no. The Blood of Zeus. That was your idea. Yeah, I really want to watch that still. Well, we're going to watch it. Okay. Don't you worry. We will watch your cartoons. Do us all a favor. Go to bed early. Wow. That's how much you know she's not on board with this episode is because no i love is one of my favorites ever because she's so excited to tell everybody to actually go to bed early go to bed early go to bed early everyone tuck yourself in tuck yourself in make some ramen noodles mm. and give it a little kiss to your dog kiss your dog for us we weren't allowed to bring the dog today yeah because he's a dick is it he that is the dick yeah ozzy's been you heard it here first I'm going to tell him you said that. Please don't. Everyone go to bed early. Everybody go to bed early. Have a good week.